You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. So I want to thank you for those of you that are tuning in today. We're going to talk about right action and humanity. And we're at this really pivotal point because we're going to be finishing up winter in the Northern Hemisphere and we're going to go into spring up here. And then we are going to go into fall in the Southern Hemisphere. And spring and fall are very interesting time because they give way uh, to energy and we've been building globally a lot of energy. We've been under this uh, circumstance for over almost, well, over a year now uh, globally and that has created a lot of tension in the mind subconsciously and consciously, tension in the physical body, potentially um, emotional body and then spiritual body. It leaves people with a lot of questions as to what's next. And, you know, oftentimes uh, we feel like, oh, if something was just this way, we'd feel better. Uh, like, and so, you know, in North America, we're witnessing that in certain respects where people have a sense that something external will give them peace of mind. But truly, the peace of mind comes from within. And so today we're going to talk about right action. I talked about it in the karmic series, but in relationship to humanity, the humanity that exists within you, the humanity that is all around you. And this is really helpful because it, how it parlays from the whole series that we did on karma is that right action is a karmic conversation yet it also ties into and can be assisted as i mentioned in that segment about ethics and karma is that if you have your inner code of ethics that helps you have a wayfinding device and it keeps you from being selfish and it welcomes you to be selfless so in this karmic moment on planet earth this right action is so helpful to bring us out of the situation that we've been in. And so when we look at out on the macro level, and if you are aware of what's going on geopolitically and uh, within all these different aspects of our global society, it can be overwhelming because you feel you might feel like, wow, I'm just one out of billions. Yet, if we realign our compass and the interior and really say, okay, how can I uphold my right action? That starts to shift the whole. And so, you know, we as an individual, we, we may or may not be in a position that we can impact a certain global situation because maybe that's not our karmic destiny to be sitting in that seat. Yet, the individual the singular person has a lot of power. And, and this goes to how you choose to uh, 
spend your money. This goes to how you decide to spend your time, uh, how you decide to fill your mind, heart, and soul. And so when we get over consumed with the external world, it's good to be informed. Uh, we lose sight of what's important inside. And that's what really brought us to this karmic moment is that we got lazy. We uh, decided, uh, I don't want to worry about it. It's never going to change. All of those things reinforce that which we don't want. And so the beautiful part is that we have the ability to innovate, to redesign, to say no, to self-govern, because that is your birthright. You are a free human on planet Earth. There's no one that owns you, and there's no one that can govern you. Now, you may live someplace on planet Earth that has rules and regulations, and that's um, something that you have to decide how you want to meet that. Yet, it doesn't mean that you have to bow down to everything that's being imposed upon you. And then this is where things start to change because one, if you become informed, if you've decided a certain code of ethic uh, is so strong in yourself, but you're meeting opposition in the external world, in your most immediate community, you have the opportunity to be a change agent in that moment. And it can be from self to family, to friends, to community, to local governance, and there's ripple effects from there. And so imagine if every single human on planet Earth decided to really honor their inner code of ethics. They decided, you know what, I'm not gonna be selfish anymore, meaning that I'm going to only worry about myself or I'm not going to ignore what's going on in and around me, that I'm actually going to hold myself accountable. And so these, these little steps are so profound because as soon as you start to do that, you, you start to make some choices and say you have issue with certain things that are going on. You have the ability to a, first of all, shift how you engage with those things. You have the ability to change where you put your energy, meaning let's say you have an issue with big tech, but you spend eight to 10 hours a day or five or three or two or one hours a day on big tech. And let's say it's not necessarily productive time, maybe a fraction, then right there, you have the ability to pull all that precious time away from big tech and shift it towards something that is important to you. And imagine all of a sudden, 7.7 billion people, or let's say 7.5 billion people, pull their attention away, pull it back, dial it back, you know, consider it like a savings account. Uh, all of a sudden that shifts, that shifts the energy because all of a sudden those billions of people feeding into a mechanism that maybe they don't support, maybe they don't find value in, maybe they feel like they'd be using their energy someplace else. That will shift a lot. Imagine if 7.4 billion people decided to redirect their, their economy, where they spend their money in their community. They decide they're gonna support 
their local merchants. They're gonna really support local industry. Now we're coming out of this pandemic and we have all globally been um, forced, I'll use forced, to uh, really cater to uh, monopolies during this time. But right now is when the innovation starts to emerge and you have the ability to really work at saying, okay, I know I could support through the big monopolies or I could take a little extra effort, maybe a little extra time, not over here and not over here, my energy and find ways to support local economies, how I could support uh, even national economies or international economies in a way that it's for the people, you know, we're for the humans. Because what's come clear to me, you know, in observing all of this and when we talk about right action is that humans have gotten way too comfortable with uh, just being um, blind to what's happening around them. So rather than saying nothing can change, I welcome you all to move into right action with what you are doing and it takes some time um well space i'll say because there's no such thing as time but it takes some space to do that so what you could do is set some vision for yourself set some goals use that goal word and say all right you know what i i'm going to start here start with here and maybe i'll use uh, my consumption where I'm spending my money, restaurants, grocers, clothing, uh, all, all the places you spend money, uh, shops to fix your car, whatever it might be. And, and really then decide how could you reallocate where you're spending your money in a way that it actually helps human to human, where it has the most power to serve versus going for the easy way and something really beautiful happens there. Uh, it's almost like uh, the the European culture in the sense, like you go to the bread, you go to the bread baker to get your fresh bread every day. You go to the cheese maker to get your cheese every day. You go to the wine maker to get your fresh wine. You go to the uh, beautiful water <laughs> carrier to get your fresh water, spring water, and then. All these things are helping well-being because typically those goods, those services are of higher quality. They're higher frequency to nourish you. And yes, they may um, initially be more expensive because those people don't have the buying power to, nor is that necessary. Like they, they're not going to buy 10,000 units overseas of printed material to package their stuff. Maybe it's going to be more handcrafted, small batches. And so what happens is then people start having industry within their communities. They're supporting their fellow neighbors, the brothers and sisters, and they're moving away from really going to that fast ease, uh, laziness that we've all gotten into. And so I really welcome you to take some time, and these are just examples of way how you, how you could redirect your energy to help solve where we're at here on planet Earth. And that right action 
it does a lot of things it, it will have a slow and sometimes an immediate ripple effect and then someone might say like oh well, what about the workers overseas that aren't going to be supplying us our cheap clothing or this that or the other the beautiful thing is that they can then learn to do the same thing in their own communities they can learn to have industry and i've seen it in places like the philippines guatemala they create industry themselves like they it's it's beautiful to witness and they have a beautiful rich life in some of these very quaint towns they're not really aware of maybe all the global things or impacted by them but they have this opportunity to really just uh, create their own industry and economies of scale and that is a beautiful proposition uh, and really we're we're at that point not only with just like handcrafted things or food we're at that place with uh, professionals people that have actually certain skill sets, lawyers, doctors, accountants, IT people. If you employ the people in your region, this actually creates economies that are functioning in a more healthy way within the area because all around the world, everyone has a different economy based on a lot of other uh, influences. And so if you, you make sure that your local brothers and sisters have jobs and can feed their children and they're, they're paid wages and they're paid for their services in a way that can take care of their families, then we have a well community. And that can happen all over the world. So people uh, in India don't need to be necessarily working for people in the US. They can be working for people in India. People in China can work for people in China. People in Italy can work for people in Italy. I know this has gotten really easy, you know, to be able to uh, work everywhere and utilize that and it's fun. I'm a total global uh, girl. I love traveling, I, I love visiting places and I love my friends globally. Yet we have something to unpack and contemplate. And this is just a, a conceptual idea. It can work out in so many different ways. There, there might be the ability, one, to support your local uh, community, your national community, and then uh, some of the people, that's where the generosity can go out to the global community. But if you spiral out, it's gonna have some richness to it. And imagine if everyone all over the world was spiraling out. First they focus local, national, and then international. That is gonna create these great overlapping uh, circles and similar to what people have seen in the flower life, if you know what that is. So the reason I bring this up today is that, you know, a lot of people might be feeling overwhelmed globally, especially kind of felt into humanity and were about, gosh, I would say a little bit over half the world is clear on what is. They see it. I, I see the messages and that's the beautiful thing of technology. It allows us to communicate and see what our fellow humans are doing across the globe. And if we have people on the ground, we can get more clear indicator of what's happening. And so the beauty of that this moment is that there are a lot of people that see what is. They're not, they're not in an illusion. They're not behind the veil and not seeing. They know what's happening here on planet Earth. And the more people that, that are aware of what is, 
that really support the vision of humanity being for the people, for the humans, that is going to be so immense because the reality is the, the largest infrastructure that manages this planet really has their own gig going. They, they manage what they're doing. We are the ants in the forest moving the microbes. I've used that reference, but that's what we are. We're the ants in the forest moving the microbes. And so, you know, us humans may not really have an appreciation of how important it is that that ant moves that microbe. And that's really the reality of our relationships with the earth and each other. It is so important that we move our microbes of energy for the betterment of humans on planet earth not for this large macro view because the ant isn't concerned about that. They know they have a place, they move the microbes, and they keep moving the microbes. And so if humanity would come back to a place of right action to self, to family, community, that will ripple out to the entire world. So I really encourage each and every one of you to recheck in if you haven't. I'm going to put that ethics segment that I had uh, on karma so you can dive a little bit deeper in there. But if you really dive into where you would like to start being in right action based on who you are walking the talk here on planet Earth and then devise a little bit of a plan. It takes time <coughs> excuse me, to do that. So set, it, set up some goals and then start and see what happens. And then from there, you can add to it. Once you've got one system down, like maybe you wanna not use a certain merchant anymore ever again. So that may be possible, it might not be possible, but you could reduce maybe how you're using one merchant. And then you'll start to see new things emerge because as soon as we put our economies into the people, you'll be surprised at what happens. And so I, and, and I welcome if anyone has other ideas, inspirations of how to do that. I, I have a lot of friends that have worked on just that topic of economies and I've seen a lot of examples all over the world. But this is the one way that humans can start to shift things. And we've seen this many times over different industries that emerge when something um, is being forced down on humanity. And so I know there's been a lot of division for humanity. There's been a lot of separation for humanity, but there's no need. All you have to do is I know people left, right, and center all have a passion. They all have something that calls them inside. They have a gift and that's your microbe to carry. That's your microbe to carry. And if you can bring it into right action, not compromise, not quote unquote, sell your soul because you feel like if I take that dark money over there, I can do good things with it. That's naive. That's a super naive point of view. Um, I've, I see so many examples where that goes wrong. So basically the human species has this opportunity to realign and reconnect with what those little energies are inside of you. And I say little because they are like a microbe, but they're precious. And if you can realign with that and bring yourself into that focus, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I promise. And so the next, next aspect of right action, when we relate it back to karma, and I've used some examples and there's 
many different facets of this. This might go into environmental, this might go into spiritual, this might go into health and wellness. Wherever you want to bring yourself into right action, go there. Focus there. Don't get distracted by all the other things that are going on. You know, can you imagine the little ants moving the microbes across the forest floor? I always go down to Costa Rica where we were with the fire ants and there's these giant humans running through and they're about to be crushed, but they keep moving. They keep moving forward. They don't stop. They don't panic. They just keep moving. And that's really what we need to welcome the human species to do. And during that process, what's beautiful is as soon as you align yourself with clear action, you will notice where things aren't authentic. You will notice where other people aren't in integrity. And that reflection back will really, really give you some valuable information. It's so, so, so important for you to maybe check that out and see what occurs by connecting with that. So what else is super, super valuable for all of us uh, to consider in this is that when we reflect back to that karmic cause and effect, that if we bring ourselves into right action with those things that we are called to focus on, uh, then, you know, it's not about me. It's really about the humanity within me that extends out to all. And so from that point of perspective, it's sometimes a, a weight game, like saying, all right, I feel passionate about this. I'm going to move forward with this. And then you have to strategically think it out if it's a big picture item, or maybe it's a business idea, or maybe it's a simple thing, but just to think it out like, oh, I want, I'm going to make this decision for my family, but how does that impact everyone else around me, my, maybe my extended family, maybe all uh, my neighbors. You never know sometimes what our actions will do. So when we consider the humanity around, around us, it might be in the immediacy of a room that we're in, it might be within our neighborhood, it might be within our workspace, or it might be within our whole state, is to stop and think, okay, how can I be most effective in this plight and serve not only my, my, my vision or my passion or that calling, those microbes, and how can I do it so it serves others? And so right now we see a lot of people off-gassing because they're frustrated, they're angry, they don't know what to do. But I encourage you to get so grounded in what you, you want to deliver if it's a business idea, get grounded in it, deliver it with grace. If it's advocacy work, get grounded in it and deliver it with grace. If it's, uh, you know, well-being, get grounded in it and deliver it with grace for yourself and others. And sometimes during this process, when we try to think about others, not just ourselves we're not always going to find the perfect solution. And so I welcome you to be really malleable and adaptable during that process because you might think, oh, this is the answer. And this is what I, I really need to do it this way. This is the only way. But then in that process, new things might be revealed to you. And that within that moment, you'll start to see the cause and the effect, not only for self, but for humanity. And sometimes... We have to take steps back to move forward, meaning 
that globally we've made some decisions that got us into relationships and into bed with other countries uh, that are not beneficial. And so sometimes you have to step back from those and that may have an impact in the most immediacy, a perceptual impact. But then those corrections allow us to move forward really beautifully. And so this can happen interpersonally, in our personal relationships, all different levels. So that adaptability allows yourself to keep a soft gaze, to really, really welcome yourself to see what the full outcome is. And sometimes we're ready to run ahead, but we actually are best to step back, clear the path and say, all right, how can I do this? So it's truly aligned in such a beautiful way with what I know now. And am I willing to adapt down the road? Because you might realize like, wow, I didn't think this was needed, but it actually is. Or wow, if this is in place, then this can be in place. You know, this goes to advocacy work. Sometimes there's legal things on the books that actually will assist something else that you want legally to be on the books. And you might have been against that other thing being on the books, but you realize like, wow, if that gets taken away, then this, this won't be on the books. So Sometimes in the process, there's compromises. Sometimes uh, we have bridges into where we want to go. So what I'd like to do is kind of welcome you just to ground that down with a little bit of breath work. And then we're going to lead into uh, silence and then the sound. And after this segment, if inspired, I would, I'd welcome you to really sit and let all the noise potentially around you. I mean, you might feel in this moment like content because you feel uh, that you everything's okay. And that's fantastic. Uh, you might be like, what is she talking about? You know, uh, but I encourage you, even if you feel like you're content or if you don't, I encourage you just to sit and be and feel into yourself and say, gosh, what microbes of energy am I already holding within myself that I'm destined to carry from here forward in my life and how can I bring that into right action so it not only serves the immediacy of my present moment but also the humanity around me and in the future it will build it'll keep growing like a snowball so if you take the time to ask yourself that, whether you're content with how things are on planet Earth, you're feeling good about it, you're hopeful or not, I encourage you to take that pause and really tune in and let the other stuff go. Let the dissonance and the, all the other things go that you are choosing to stay focused on your microbes. <laughs> you're not, you can't carry them all. You only can carry a couple. And so it's really important just to think of it that way, just like the little ant. So, and then that will, then your pillars, your pillars of inner code of ethics will help you carry those microbes with greater ease, with grace. And that will also enable other people to hear what you have to share. Uh, oftentimes when we come from it only in one direction and we don't deliver information potentially from all sides it makes it hard for others to receive what we have to offer them 
All right, so I really appreciate you taking the time to entertain what I have to offer today. Uh, and I, I trust that it will meet you in the way that it needs to. And from there, I want us just to feel into our physical body a little bit. And then I want to welcome you to take a nice, gentle breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. And then let's bring that breath up into our heart and lungs and lift up from the spine, drop the shoulders down and take a nice deep breath in. And then exhale out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, just want to welcome you to bring that breath all the way up from the base of the spine into the crown of the head. Take a gentle breath in. And out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. And now gently from there, I just want you to soften your gaze and either find a focal point in front of you, lock in on that. Or if you're more comfortable with the eyes closed, feel free to close the eyes, but stay present with your physical body. And then if you get distracted, just bring your observation back to your physical breath. Follow the breath. And then once you hear the sounds arrive, just gently lie back if you so do choose or lean back and go all the way into the Shavasana or just lean back where you're seated. And then let's take another gentle breath in and out.
Oh, ah, 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 ah. 
Mm-hmm.
So gently bringing your breath back to here, meaning to meet me I'm back in your space. And I want you to take a nice gentle breath in and then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. Beautiful. And now I want you just to welcome yourself to... Just reflect on what we shared and together in this moment, not just the Dharma talk, but the silence, the sound, and to feel into your treasures that are inside you, those microbes that are your destiny. Those are your, your beautiful microbes that are destined for you to carry forward beyond even this moment, beyond this lifetime. But those energies are so valuable to humanity at large. And when we bring ourselves into right action, uh, karmically, that's a great benefit because then we're serving something beyond here. And then we're actually honoring what was uh, our eternal soul's destiny. And sometimes this building of that destiny is not all at once. It's not even in one lifetime. It goes on beyond here. We're gathering and filling something up that we don't know quite what it's going to evolve and adapt into. So as inspired in this most immediate moment, take some time to uh, just really feel into what that is, what, what are those microbes? And listen for it if you can't feel it right away. It's not an idea. Just it's, it's really in your highest state of being. And then from there, look around at where you're really drawn to put your energy. 
and where you might have been wasting your energy. Uh, maybe some certain things that we do on a day-to-day basis in our, our regular mundane routine that could be allocated for the, your great work, the great, great work. And will, that great work will assist in this time of transition for humanity. And so thankfully, we can, like the ants, move our microbes through the universe, through the, the galactic forest, if you will, and see great results in the near future moments and the eternal future moments. So if you have any questions or feedback, feel free to send me an email at s, like Suzanne, at suzannetoro.com. And in the near future, I'll be uh, really transitioning everything onto my website. So you'll be able to go there and uh, get some great info and all that good stuff. There's stuff there now, but we're in a, a, a migration pattern on my website. So I am practicing patience with that process because uh, the universe is having it take its time, which is quite all right. So, and finally, if inspired, uh, listen to number five. There might be some overlap, karma number five. I'm going to put the link below uh, about, in there I talk about right action, code of ethics, and that will help you maybe re-get to those pillars that you want to help you keep your microbes in their perfect little temple so you're um, clear with how you want to bring that forward and into this part of your life. And then finally, uh, if inspired, uh, reach out to someone you love, uh, give them some kindness, see them in person if you can, give them some hugs. And if you want to take it a step further, uh, maybe do a random act of kindness, generosity for someone without your name attached to it and see what happens from there. It's fun to leave people surprises and then they don't know where it came from unless they're good seer in the universe, they might notice. But either way, it's fun to surprise uh, people we know and, and strangers. All right, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. Uh, in the next, we're gonna be diving into what I mentioned in step number five. Uh, <laughs> is the system of yoga with Patanjali. And just to illustrate how a system works and how things peel off, it's not about having rules and regulations. It's about governing ourselves into well-being versus uh, governing ourselves into imbalance. So that'll be fun. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day, night, afternoon, and I will connect with you again in the near future. This is she, a.k.a. Suzanne Toro, signing out with soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
simply, this is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply 